0: guys welcome back to another trucking made successful podcast my name is Miranda I'm going to be your host today and for those of you who don't know me I have a YouTube channel under the same name trucking made successful and basically I decided to create this podcast so that people who are not able to actually look at the videos they can at least listen to the information so the podcasts are structured a little bit differently so that it's understandable for someone who is not actually looking at any charts. Now, every single Friday on my YouTube channel, I release a trucking market update and forecast where we take a look at what happened in the freight market as of last week, and we take a look at what to expect for next week. And in these videos using sonar, I forecast where the best markets will be relative to other markets for reefers and dry vans. And we also take a look at flatbeds as well. We're going to start by looking at capacity for the week. We're going to take a look at the general freight market, diesel prices, and then we'll go by equipment type. So let's get started. Starting with carrier population. I have been tracking using the FMCSA register. I have been tracking since April of 2023, how many carriers come into the market, how many get their authorities voluntarily or involuntarily revoked, how many get reinstated. And using all these numbers, we can determine the net change in carrier population. Basically, did we Lose carriers in a week or did we gain carriers in a week? So as of last week, actually revocations increased and new authorities decreased. The reinstatements and involuntary revocations also decreased. So the total net decrease in carrier population was 377 carriers lost. Now, the week before it was only 50 carriers lost. So we lost around 327 carriers more last week than the week before. Now, the next thing I like to talk about is the volumes versus rejections. Now, since this is the first time, I am doing a podcast on the topic. Let me explain what these are. The volumes that I'm looking at that are provided by Sonar is the general freight volume. It's not just specific to the spot market, right? It's just how much stuff has to actually move. The rejection rate shows us the percentage of the volume that is being rejected by contract carriers. Now, why in the world would contract carriers reject the um, shipments, the volume? Well, there are a ton of reasons. For example, there is better alternatives, right? They found a better load, or they don't have the capacity to move that load. Something you have to remember, contract carriers, those contracts, those are called paper rates. So at any point, the contract carrier can actually reject the freight. Now, why is this important to us? Well, that percentage of the loads that gets rejected actually ends up on the spot market. So the higher the rejection rate the more stuff ends up on the spot market, right? So since around July 9th or so, volumes have been increasing, which is wonderful, right? The more volume, the better, because it starts soaking up some of that capacity. And since around July 17th, the rejection rate started increasing. But unfortunately, the rejection rate is only at 3.17%, which means that out of the total freight volume, Only around 3% of loads end up on the spot market. So I constantly hear people asking me if the spot market is going to disappear. I don't think so. I don't know, but I cannot see that happening. But the fact that only a small portion, tiny portion of the freight volume ends up on the spot market is absolutely true. Just to give you a comparison point, in 2021, rejections were at 28% and now we're at 3%. Now, as I said before, volumes and rejections actually did increase. And over the past week, over the past seven days, volumes actually increased by 4.8% in the general market and rejections increased by 9.3%. And all of that is fantastic, but sadly it's just too small of an increase to actually feel any improvement in the market right now. Currently, realistically, we're just bouncing at the bottom. Now, another thing that I know my audience on YouTube finds very interesting is the contract to spot spread. So what does that mean? It's basically a chart that shows us how much more do contract rates pay per mile than spot rates. And currently, it's 72 cents right? $0.72 difference, which means that contract carriers are getting on average $0.72 per mile more than those spot carriers. Now, something to keep in mind, the gap is closing. There was a point this year where it was a $0.95 difference. So the gap is closing. And this is because a lot of those contract rates are getting renegotiated more and more often so that shippers can kind of catch the disaster of this market and save some money. But even at a 72 cent difference, and even though contract carriers are starting to feel the downward pressure of the current market, they are still earning quite a bit more, which means that theoretically, contract carriers will continue accepting those loads and rejections will remain low, unless, of course, capacity starts rapidly decreasing or volume starts rapidly increasing. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is diesel prices. And to be quite honest, this is the biggest point of concern for me personally, because diesel has been going up since July 10th, and now we're averaging at $3.95 per gallon. Now, we had an almost 40-cent jump since the 24th to the 26th of July alone, and it's really concerning because none of us are getting great rates, and if diesel, which is one of the highest variable costs, continues going up, well, our net income will start suffering. And unfortunately, diesel is pretty much going up in every single market, with the exception of several areas in New York, Illinois, and Arizona. Everything else, it's, it's a travesty. All right, now let's talk about more specific data, starting with flatbed. So if you're a flatbed operator, listen up. As of last week, we saw a decrease in volumes on the spot market for flatbeds, unfortunately. And rates, of course, followed suit. Now, while we're still following the five-year average, you know, if we look at the five-year average of volumes and spot rates, we're still following that pattern. We are way below it. And unfortunately, the average spot market rate for flatbeds is now at $2.40 per mile. And the five-year average was over $2.55 per mile. So that's around 15 cents less than the five-year average. Now, 2022 was a good time. Back then, the spot rates were averaging at $3.30 per mile. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Now, in terms of where flatbeds have to go, unfortunately, sonar, which is the system I use to take a look at different things like volumes, general freight volumes and rejections, Unfortunately, Sonar does not have that capability for flatbeds. So instead, we're going to be looking at a heat map by DAT, D-A-T, right, for flatbeds. So the way we're going to approach this is we're looking for markets where there's tight capacity, meaning that there are way more loads than there are trucks. And therefore, theoretically, you should have more negotiating power. So for flatbeds currently, as it has always been for the past year, South, the South, is the place to be, and And it includes Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, some portions of Georgia, Louisiana, although it's not as good as it used to be, but still relatively tight market. Another part of the U.S. map that is a tight market is Oregon and parts of Washington. They are pretty interesting, and it is true, we were there just a week ago. There are more loads than there are trucks, but the issue is that there are a lack of good lanes. So, for example, from Oregon to California, you're going to get a good rate on a flatbed. But from Oregon to a place like Texas or Alabama or Tennessee, the rate is going to be crap. So if you end up in a place like Oregon or portions of Washington, If you wanna earn a good rate per mile, you have to stay in the West Coast, but also consider the fact that diesel prices, especially in California, are ridiculously high. Now let's talk about dry vans. Now on the spot market, volumes have decreased for dry vans, but not by that much. And we are still following that five-year average pattern. We are below it. And if we continue following the five-year average pattern, We can expect to see volumes to start increasing soon, which is good, and it's expected as well because we're starting to hit that back to school and holiday seasons. Now, spot rates for dry vans are following the five-year average pattern, which is great, but sadly, this is the fourth week, consecutive week, that dry van rates are decreasing. Currently, as of last week, we are at around $1.80 per mile, somewhere around there. Whereas the five-year average shows us around $2.17 per mile or so. So dry vans are definitely suffering at the moment. There is no question about it. Now, for dry vans and reefers, I also have sonar maps where we can see what's happening in the general freight market, not just the spot market. So let's talk a little bit about that. And we're going to start with talking about the general freight volumes for dry vans. Now, before I continue, I want to make one thing clear. Of course, I have a video on this same topic for this week. So if you go to my YouTube channel, there are going to be those charts attached below the video, which you can download and see what I'm talking about, if that's easier, just later on. For the most part, volumes for dry vans and the general freight market either didn't change or decreased from last week. Now, the decreases, they happened in the Pacific Northwest some in the South, Midwest, Southeast. The only significant place the volumes increased is in Phoenix, Arizona, where if you look at one of those charts, you can see on the map that currently there is a nice amount of volume there in general, and there was an increase in volume from last week. Now, there are other places where volumes increased as well, like Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, Nebraska, Portions of those states had some volume increases since last week. But in general, those market areas, they're flat. There is no general volume there. So these are places that I would not ever recommend a dry van go. There is absolutely nothing there, regardless of the fact that volumes increased from last week. So for example, in a place like Wyoming, there was one load last week, and now there are three to choose from. Don't go there. Now, in terms of dry van rejections and how those decreased or increased or changed from last week, for the most part, rejection rates for dry vans decreased across the board. Less and less freight is getting rejected. Although there are places, for example, like Albuquerque, New Mexico, that market, the North Platte, Nebraska market, Fargo, North Dakota, Roanoke, Virginia, Little Rock, Arkansas, Jackson, Mississippi, and even Boston, Massachusetts, they had some tender rejection increases. Those are the areas where more contract carriers were rejecting those contract loads. Now, does that mean that these are good markets to be in? Not necessarily, but we will look at where you have to go to grab better, relatively better opportunities if you have a drive-in. But before we do that, I want to talk about the spot market side of things for a moment. And pretty much we're looking at where you have negotiating power according to the DAT or DAT heat map. Now, California pretty much in its entirety is filled with more loads than there are trucks. There's also the Dallas and Houston markets. Indianapolis, Toledo and Cleveland, Ohio, Charlotte, North Carolina and Columbia, South Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia. Those are tight markets. There are way more loads than there are trucks, which is awesome. However, a lot of these places are surrounded by very loose markets, overcapacity. So even though there are more loads than trucks in a place like, I don't know, Indianapolis, it's surrounded by areas where there are too many trucks and not enough loads. So what will people do? Well, they will deadhead and drive those rates down, right? They will all deadhead to Indianapolis to grab that load, and that load-to-truck ratio changes in the broker's favor or the shipper's favor. Okay, so where do you need to go to grab relatively better opportunities next week if you have a drive-in? And the way we look at this, is we're looking at a map. I know you can't see it, but you can download it later on. This map shows us general freight volumes and it shows us general rejections for drive-ins. And what we are looking for is a market area that has as much volume as possible and as many rejections as possible. Because what happens? Well, what happens is there's a ton of freight, a ton of it is getting rejected, so a lot more volume ends up on the spot market and there is less competition, right? For that one load. Now, something I want to say right away is that this is all relative, right? It doesn't mean that you're going to be getting 3 $4 per mile. It just means that you're going to be getting better rates per mile from the areas I mentioned than from other areas. Another thing is why am I saying that this is something that is going to happen next week? Well, because tender rejections, when a load gets rejected, it actually takes it about three days to a week to end up on the spot market. So we are kind of looking into the future. Now, for dry vans, relative areas of opportunity include places like Green Bay, Wisconsin, where the rejections are over 10 percent. Arkansas, Mississippi and the southern portion of Missouri, where the rejections are over 5 percent. I'm telling you, this is relative. I know that 5% is still crap. Virginia is an interesting state where market areas have a rejection rate from 6 to 10%, and Southern California. Now in Southern California, the rejection is only at 4.32%, but there's so much volume there, it kind of offsets that rejection rate a little bit. Everything else I wouldn't touch personally. All right, next let's talk about reefers. If you're a reefer operator, this is for you. Now, unlike the other two equipments, load volumes on the spot market for reefers experienced a small increase last week. And again, we are following that five-year pattern. And if we continue following it, we can expect volumes to continue climbing. Spot rates for reefers, however, experienced a fourth consecutive week of decreases. And even though, yes, it's in line with historical patterns, and we hope that we will see these rates start going up in a few weeks, according to those patterns, the reality is that currently the reefer spot rate is at an average of $2.25 per mile, while historically, we were at an average of $2.50 per mile during this time. So 25 cents per mile below the average, yikes. Now, in terms of the general freight market volumes for reefers, it's always sad to see because we can confidently say that nothing good is happening in the general freight market. Again, we're not talking about the spot market anymore. We're talking about everything. Pretty much the whole market experienced either no change in general volumes or a decrease, with the exception of random markets where there is absolutely no volume in general, such as North Platte, some blimps in the Midwest, some blimps in Georgia, and that's it. These reefer volumes are absolutely ridiculous. It's like the U.S. went on a prolonged fast. are not people hungry? Now, reefer rejections are a little bit more promising. And while in California, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Utah, there was a decrease in tender rejection rates, because, I mean, the rates from there are more or less better, right? So more and more people come there, less rejections. For the most part, it looks like the northern states, such as North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and maybe even Kansas, Iowa, Indiana, North Carolina, and Virginia and upstate New York, actually, had increases in rejections. Dallas and Houston, nothing good to say here. Unfortunately, when it comes to tender rejections, both are down from last week. Okay, now talking about the DAT heat map where we look at where to go to have that negotiating power. And that's a spot market map, right? And the biggest issue I see for reefers other than the prolonged fast of the U.S. population is that tight markets or markets where there are more loads than trucks are few and far between. For example, we have Southern California and Northern California. Then we have the Grand View, Washington area and Boise, Idaho. Then we have Sioux Falls market. Then the Grand Rapids, Michigan market, a small cluster where states like Indiana, Kentucky, Missouri, and Tennessee border each other. Philly, Pennsylvania, upstate New York, Maine. These are the markets where there are more loads than trucks. Not a lot of markets. And the issue is finding lanes to go from hot markets to hot market. Because, for example, if you want to go from Philadelphia to California, it's less than two bucks per mile. It's around $1.50. So you're forced to go to some bad area to get that rate per mile that makes sense. And then you're either stuck or you're deadheading. All right, enough complaining. Let's talk about the relatively better areas for reefers next week. Where do you need to go to grab those opportunities? And again, we're looking at two things. We're trying to marry the volume and the tender rejections. Both have to be high, and that's how we figure out where the better areas are. So The Pendleton, Oregon market, which encompasses the Grandview, Washington area, Yakima, Washington. It's a nice volume and it's uh, about 8.58 rejection. California ranges from three to six percent rejection, depending on where you are, but there is so much volume there. So it's worth checking out. Just be careful of those fuel prices. Fort Worth. Even though the rejections decreased, it's still a decent amount of volume and the rejection rate is at 5.63%. In Sioux Falls and the nearby Des Moines, Iowa, not as much volume, but the rejection rates are from 824 to 9.82%. Now keep in mind that the general market is at 3.17% rejection right now. Missouri, portions of Missouri, 6.44% rejection and more or less manageable volume. Little Rock has the same rate rejection rate as Missouri, but less volume. So pass on that. And that's pretty much it for reefers. To be quite honest, knowing the spot market of today, if I had a reefer, I would grab a calculator and I would go see if it makes sense to run from California to Washington, Oregon, and back. But for that, you also have to consider that diesel price, right? The price of the diesel. Gross income doesn't matter. Net does. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the update, you guys. I hope you were able to follow along. If you want to see the visuals, again, they are under my uh, YouTube video, the latest one. It's a Google link and you can download all of those visuals so you can see what I'm talking about so you can make sense of this information if you're a visual learner like me. As for us, I mean, last week, it was nothing special. Nothing great happened. Nothing horrific happened. It was pretty neutral, which is nice. The only thing that I have to complain about is that this month in general, we're working a little bit differently. Instead of working with a goal of making profit, we are working to cover some horrific repair, unexpected repair expenses that we accrued over the past Month or so. Some of it we paid out uh, last month, some of it is getting paid off this month. So currently we are kind of trying to cover almost two months worth of expenses, considering the cost of those repairs uh, in one month. So of course we're running for cost pretty much. Now, is this worth it? Absolutely no, it's not worth it to spend your time in the truck and run for cost. If you're doing this every month, this is just I don't know, no sane person would tell you that this is worth it. But for us, this is the first time something like this is happening to us. So hopefully it never happens again. But realistically, again, if you're running for loss or for cost, it's not worth it. You're just kind of withering away in a truck. You might as well get some money, right? Remember, work hard, play hard. And to play hard, you do need that money. Anyway, guys, thank you for bearing with me. I hope you're safe wherever you are. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Have an amazing weekend. And I will see you in the next podcast.